1: everybody. This is Stan Wangland, one of the co-hosts of the People Under the Stairs. And what a day it's been. It's been a very busy day doing all kinds of psychic readings. And uh, my goodness gracious, it's something I have done in the past and uh, have gotten back into again. And what uh, a bunch of fun and fascinating and uh, interesting Um. Uh, interaction you get with that with uh, people it's a phenomenal experience and i couldn't have been luckier to have my co-host here with me today uh paul james caden who has been uh, doing readings and uh all things psychic for years and years and years as you know you know to a much greater extent than i have and uh, we thought we would do uh, a show on uh you know, psychic and spiritual readings and uh, where, you know, what directions it can go in and some of the myths and so on and so forth. So without any further ado, my spirit guide tells me to pass this over to Paul, introduce him and saying, Paul, what are your impressions on this?
0: Well, you know, I I feel like uh, Pat Robertson right now, Getting the uh, the word of knowledge at the end of the seven hundred club. There's somebody listening to this podcast right now, and God is healing you of stomach ulcers. <laughs> hey, but <laughs> that's always good. Pl- place your hand on your cell phone and receive the Holy Spirit. No, but seriously, yeah, that's what we want to talk about today. Uh, you know, Stan got back into this, and uh, he's having a lot of fun. It is it is fun to do these kind of readings. But uh, there are a lot of people that have a lot of kind of Hollywood myths about what a reading is, you know, a psychic reading or a spiritual reading. And, uh, you know, we we wanted to talk about some of the pros and cons and and things that you encounter that, you know, maybe uh, somebody listening to the show has thought they'd like to get a reading uh, at one point, but they, they don't quite know what to expect or what it entails. and you know, maybe this will be informative to somebody out there.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I thought so very much so, because uh, I I know for me as a psychologist, of course, I deal 100% in empirical information. And for those of you who don't know what that means, folks out there in, um, in the listening audience, and that's totally understandable. That's the scientific method. That means that I have to, you know, rely on scientific data, data that I can see, data that can be replicated, data that can be measured, um, you know, data that you can touch, feel, smell, sense, you know, all those kinds of things. Uh, you, you know, that's because you're dealing with, like I said, empirical data. When, when you're dealing with the, um, at least in my opinion, when you're dealing with spiritual matters, psychic um, kinds of uh, mediumship and, and all those kind of things, you're in a whole different ballpark. You're in a whole different part of ballpark. You're you're dealing with, um, I, I guess that's you know the, that extra that extrasensory perception on things, that intuitive kind of thing, that clairvoyant kind of a thing, uh, that interpretive intuitive kind of a thing, um, mm-hmm. projecting on cards and other sources uh, where you can kind of pick up vibrations uh, and uh, other kinds of information on people. And, and you interpret them in an entirely different way. Uh, it's certainly not uh, scientific, to say the least. Would you agree with that, Paul? Yeah, I, I
0: would. It's it's a very, um, very interesting. We were talking earlier how you know someone will ask a question, and if you're using the cards and, and you just happen to flip one over, and man, it, it just it it just pertains so perfectly to what the person is asking you, what they need, the advice that they need or the insight. It's it's really, um, really an incredible experience when that happens. It never ceases to amaze me, you know, over the years that I've, I've done this.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Uh, you know, getting back into that again with people, you know, you know, you're you're not with that person live in the setting that I'm doing uh but uh you are doing it the same way that I've done when I've done those things with people live and uh, th- there's no shenanigans involved i mean i'm not you know just saying i'm picking a card or whatever the, uh, you know i randomly pick a card you get a feel for a card for, on behalf of that person or spiritual impression you're getting flip it over and the odds of a person particularly when they're asking a specific question where they don't just want a people. Some people just want a general reading, you know. Tell me my past, present, and future kind of thing. Other people ask specific things, and when they ask specific things, and you get all of the cards which are all different, and they all relate to that particular theme, you know, three out of three, a hundred percent out of uh, you know a possible seventy-eight cards. Um, that's that's kind of where the science does come in in terms of probability for me. And it happens quite a bit when you're sincere, mm-hmm. uh, w- you know, with that kind of stuff, uh, you know, in working for people. I mean, when you're not a charlatan, when you're not just like you're trying to make stuff up uh, or any of that, that kind of stuff. It's it's very fascinating. It's very fascinating. Uh, I'm I'm amazed at the high percentage of, uh, of things like that, that you'd say, hey, this person's looking, you know, I was asking a, a question about romance or. Um, or finances or something and boom everything's coming up in that area and of course when you're doing a reading you can't you know you can't uh, give people any kind of advice about their finances or health or a couple of other things you know I mean you can touch on those things in an innocuous way but you know you can't manipulate people or frighten people or tell people not to go to the doctor or such things like or diagnose things that's not right to do and um, you know even if you are feeling those things. It just, uh, you just can't do that. So it's, it's a very amazing uh, thing. Do you, do you get the, I know you say you do get that, Paul. What are some examples that you've had of that, that are striking to you?
0: Well, just like you said, you know, when people come along and they uh, <clears throat> say they're asking for a romance, so am I going to meet someone soon? You know, uh, I remember reading for one lady and she said that, uh, you know, she was actually married and her husband just up and left one day, and it's, you know, no rhyme, no reason, just gone. Mm -hmm. Never heard from him again. It's been seven, 10 years, you know, she's thinking of moving on. You know, and then you draw cards and you get something like uh, the the Two of Cups, which uh, can certainly depict uh, a friendship that will inevitably uh, turn uh, romantic but the two of cups can also depict uh, a healing relationship a relationship with someone that's helping you get over, you know, past hurts and emotional barriers. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, right next to that, you have the lover's card, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, is very strong of, uh, you know, meeting someone or a romantic partner, a new romantic partner. So Mm -hmm. I've, I've had just that happen, you know, uh, recently reading for somebody and it's, uh, like I said, at a, at a 78 cards and you, you shuffle them thoroughly to begin the reading for that person. And mm-hmm. then this is what comes up, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's, uh, that's pretty mind blowing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I thought we would, uh, maybe start at the top with this and, uh, and answer a couple questions for folks out there. If you don't mind, sure.
1: that's, and, that's, uh, that's a great idea. We wanted to kind of run with this in a freewheeling way. Yeah. And and one of the big ones people have when it
0: comes to uh, getting a reading, whether it's the cards or intuitive, uh, they're afraid. They say, you know, it's uh, you know, I feel that it it might be evil. Am I going to get in contact with some kind of evil spirit or evil force? Uh, Is -hmm. God not going to be pleased with me? Is it against my religion? Doesn't uh, maybe the Bible, uh, you know, forbid this kind of thing? So, you know, I thought we would give our uh, opinions on that, being that we're both uh, spiritual and, and religious people.
1: Yes, I am. Uh, I, I mean, I've had reservations about doing certain things, not uh, based on scientific reasons. I've had that in the past, but I have had reservations in certain elements of, um, uh, of my paranormal experiences because of uh, my religious beliefs.
0: So, how, right, how, so. How, how would you uh, tackle that question for people that would say, you know, maybe, maybe I wouldn't mind having a reading or i thought about it, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid it's going to have negative consequences uh, or it's going to be uh, scary or uh, displeasing, uh, you know, to the higher forces in the universe. Mm-hmm. How, how would you uh, how would you answer that question for folks?
1: You know, that's a good one, because I think I still struggle with that now uh in certain areas of things uh you know and some people would say what kind of a nut are you number one if you're religious you're believing in fairy tales number one so if you're you're going into you know things that are psychic readings or spiritual readings it's just more fairy tales why are you getting yourself all worked up about that well if i'm answering your question paul number one i don't think that um if you're practicing um uh, you know, if you're a person who has a, is serious about religion and you have um, serious and substantiated um, faith in, in your religion, you know, like I do, uh, no, it's, you're, not, you're not with a genie or anything else like that. I think for me, uh, as I've gotten older, I, I like um, what takes precedent over all of this is my religious experience. So I feel that if I'm going to pursue this particular thing, it's like anything else in life. When I do my daily, um, you know, um, uh, my daily office, uh, the, I do a couple of meditations a day where I get, in, you know, in contact with uh, with God, you know, for me, uh, you know, you can call it the divine presence. I kind of throw it out there and I say, you know, this is something I'm, I'm interested in doing. You, you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know if that sounds crazy to you, Paul, but uh, no, not at all. Huh? No, I, I, you know, and, and um, in the past, I've kind of gotten feedback that, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I prefer you not doing this now. Um, you know, and again, maybe that's my own mind telling me that that I want to do something. Somebody could say that, although I do not feel that way, I feel that for me, I think I'm actually doing a service for people. Uh, in uh, I'm, I'm the spiritual stuff that I'm engaged in, and any readings I'm doing is not anything to do with demons or horn devils or monsters or Beazelbub or a monster show or movie. If 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 people get it, it's about that those uh, spiritual entities that I believe uh, surround us that we can be made aware of if we open that portion of our consciousness to mm-hmm. So I think this is just an extension of it. Uh, if there are people trying to get with their loved ones or spirit guides or things like that, why would that be anything different than anything that I might, uh, expect to engage in in an afterlife? Mm-hmm. And, uh, There's, you know, there's I'm not trying to manipulate people for money. I'm not trying to give uh, I'm not trying to make things up and scare people or, you know, just I'm not doing any of those things. I think if I could, uh, but I'm not at that point, I don't do those type of readings. uh, I would be saying more to I, I think I would be giving more advice to people in the spiritual reading of saying, make sure you you have some periods of spiritual meditation every day to be, uh, to be in, in touch with a higher power in addition to the, you know, the reason. And I, I don't think anybody would have any fear of them. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that's uh, certainly part of my approach and has been uh, over the years as well. And, uh, you know, I, I also think it comes with uh, intention. Yes. You know, I always tell people with with uh, the kind of work that that I do and the people that I talk to, you know, you come across a lot of people uh, and we've talked about this before uh, during the holiday season. Uh, They would say, oh, you know, uh, Christmas, that's not when Christ was born. This is a pagan holiday. You you should you shouldn't have uh, even a Christmas tree. It's displeasing to God. And, you know, you don't know it, But every time you bend down to get a gift from under the tree or. You're bowing to the pagan tree goddess that represented the uh the pine and all this sort of thing. And uh, you know, to me, it, it it sounds good on paper, and a lot of people hear that and they and they go, wow, I never thought of that. Holy cow, this is mind-blowing. You know, but as I always tell people, you know, worship is an act of the heart and the will. You know, you you can't be putting up Christmas lights and trees and decorations. Uh, even though you know full well, you know that Christ was not born on this day, you can't, you know, mm-hmm. but but you're but you're doing it in celebration of your faith, and it's it's bringing you joy. You know, it brings you a lot of joy yes. during the holiday season, as it as it does me. I feel very in touch with my Creator at that time of year. Oh, yes, and uh you know, I I don't think doing that there's any confusion that. You know, God is that legalistic looking down, going, "Oh, boy, you know, Stan and Paul have Christmas trees." Uh, you know they're out, you know they're they're not getting in the pearly gates. And uh, I, I think it's the same thing with uh, readings and using the tarot. You know if if you set your intention that you're waiting for uh, whether it's your guardian angels, Holy Spirit, Christ to the presence of God, to just as you said in meditation, uh drop you uh you know information or kind of feedback. You know, that that's pretty much you know what you do, what I do with these readings. Mm -hmm. And uh and the cards, uh just really quickly, you know, using a tool like that, a lot of people will say, well, that's divination, that's forbidden. Uh, you know, I I'm afraid of that, that that's evil. Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize either that in, in the old testament, the high priests of the uh, ancient Israelites were given what was called the Urim and the Thuman in Mm -hmm. in their breastplate. And a lot of scholars say that, uh, you know, these were uh, gemstones. And a lot of scholars hypothesize that they were used as a divinatory device that if the king or the nation needed guidance, the high priest would look into these gemstones and they would either light up with a slight glow or actually reflect within them the hebrew letters that would spell out you know words or guidance for you know the king the nation the mm-hmm. tribe mm-hmm. and uh, later in the new testament we see a couple of times where the apostles like when judas hung himself mm-hmm. they they cast lots to see who would replace him now we read right over that okay they cast lots but actually if you look into it Uh, the casting of lots that they did, uh, scholars say that it was either a dice-like mechanism that they used, or more than likely, it was either uh, copper or stone coins that were very reminiscent of the I Ching, Mm -hmm. you know? So throughout time, uh, you know, certainly uh, the very close followers of Christ and the early Christians did do things like this and and they understood they were doing it through that spirit of god that spirit of goodness Mm -hmm. and uh, they didn't have any reservations about it it was it was later on once you know we got into the large roman catholic church taking over and the, the breakaways from that that a lot of these things really got muddied and particularly now when we're into uh fundamentalism it's almost like a hearkening back to the old witch hunts where everything is you know evil and satanic and boy you better watch out and mm. uh you know if you could put these people in a time machine and send them back uh you know the or very early christians probably wouldn't even uh, recognize them as christians they probably think they were nuts or heretics You know, yeah so <laughs> that is definitely something to keep in mind and you know, I started doing this, you know, for myself. I started reading uh the runes R U N E S, you know, the summer yes, of sure. summer of nineteen ninety-four. And and you know, I, I did it as a self-help thing. You know, there was something that yes. I was trying to overcome in my life, and I came across this and I debated buying it, and I finally did. And uh, you know, being a Christian, I, I really researched. Am I doing the right thing? I mean, I, I read books, I looked in concordances and all kinds mm-hmm. of different things. And mm-hmm. by the time I was done, I, I was quite satisfied, you know, not kidding myself or putting on any airs, you know, to try to make this okay for myself. Because I said, if I find this is really, really bad, I'm getting rid of it. I'm not doing it. Right. Um, but in the end, through logical, honest research, you know, I came to the conclusion that no. It's it's your it's your intentions that that matter. And uh, the early Christians did do things that were very similar uh, even back in the day. And and also uh, a lot of the images on the cards, like the tower is Mm -hmm. uh, taken from the Tower of Babel, the lover's card. They say Mm -hmm. the uh, the angel uh, in the back of the lovers on the tarot is uh, the archangel uh, Raphael. So there's. as many people say, you know, Christians who who read the cards say you can, you can find Christ in the images of the, the tarot. You can find Buddha. You know, it's such an open ended. You can find the the wisdom of the ages and all of the faiths
1: in those images uh, if you're so inclined to look. You know, that's a that's a really good point, and it's um, I, I recall uh, as you were saying that. Uh, it was one of my great belief systems uh, about tarot and, and why I didn't particularly care for rune cards. I found oh. that the rune the cards were, and it's amazing to me. I so look forward to looking at the rune cards because I so love the uh, tarot cards and I found that they were so positive. Um, I would actually use them for like uh, mental training every day. Mm. Uh, just like you might read a section of the Bible, or you might do something else, or you know, people, uh, you know, read a you know read a meditation, or read something, uh, you know, something inspirational, or whatever. Uh, I found the the rune the, the rune cards uh, much less um, inspiring to me. But yeah. here's the point: if you um, if you want to get in physical shape. If you really want to uh, work out of the gym productively, what you do is you go over and you get a list of all the exercises and you work out a routine. And if you look at any of the exercises that you have, you know, you do, you do different things on different days. You can do any of those. Uh, even if you mess up and you're doing too much work on your chest or too much cardio and too little of this, you're never going to hurt yourself. You're always going to be doing something good for your body and mind and your spirit, right? Mm-hmm. We're working out. And I found years ago, and I, it reawakened in me again when I started doing this, uh, you know, uh, the readings again, the positive benefits of the cards on any level, that of those 78 cards, and it's a nice thing to let people know in the audience here, there's nothing evil or scary or demonic or crazy in those cards. They're just talking the first 22 cards or the first 21 cards, whatever they are, they're really just talking about your journey through life from beginning to end, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, as I understand them, you know, the big key issues uh, in there, you know, and, and that's what they call it, the major arcana, or arcana however you like to pronounce it. The other, uh, the other 58 cards relate to all the common human experiences and situations and everything else that can happen. Uh, To a person on a day-by-day basis, uh, something in the immediate future, the immediate past, uh, and they range in intensity. So what's my point? Uh, None of those things are bad. It's not like this card is saying, oh, Jesus, you know, this card gets you in touch with the devil. And uh, Mm. this card is about hurting other people. No, they have cards about conflicts. But when you look at the cards, there's all pieces of advice or things to consider. And there are things that you can consider if you're a thinking person any day, and you'll never be worse for thinking about them. And uh, I think the trick of the person who's reading the cards, and it's not a trick or the skill or the psychic connection, is tuning in to where that person is In their life right now and trying to find randomly the right card and the right message at the right point in time to give them the best result or the best piece of advice or thing to be aware of for their life at that moment. And what a wonderful thing that is. There's nothing Mm. in there that's going to hurt you. Unless you unless you have a a person who interprets it unfairly or tries to manipulate you or, you know, is doing that for money or tries to scare you to come back for the readings or, you know, is just careless. Uh, But that's with anything. And I find when I study, uh, which I do every single day, uh, I study something scientific. I study something um, on religious, on religion, and I study something on philosophy. And when it comes to the religious things, I have all kinds of little tools, like all little books that uh, that have repetitive kinds of good things. I have these little uh, things that you buy specifically, packs of cards, where you pick out little verses or wonderful thoughts from, from the Bible or the Old Testament or the New Testament or whatever. And they're just quick things you take out and they remind you. Very similar to the cards. Mm-hmm. And what yeah, the- are they doing? They're having me think about my life, becoming a critical thinker, from a religious perspective. The cards have you become a critical thinker on an intuitive level. You know what I'm trying to say? It's mm-hmm. just kind of saying, "Boom! We're throwing this out. Think about this. This this could be very important in your life right now. It could be very helpful to you. If it doesn't fit, don't use it." Yeah, and there's there's also
0: cards. I mean, I, I have the traditional uh rider weight that i read with now and then and uh but i also like uh, the thing that i like to read with a lot are the angel cards and i also have uh, a couple of decks one i'm reading with right now is called the golden tarot of the Mm Tsar, and uh it's it's all images from the orthodox uh christian faith of you know the saints of christ Mm -hmm. angels, and right on the back it says icons of faith for meditating and finding inspiration there you go and uh, yeah, and I I find when I read with these cards, it really does bring kind of a deeper element of faith, awareness, and kind of personal choice. You know, uh, to the person. You know, here's the stage of the world that you're on, uh, and now you have, uh, you know, the journey you're taking. Are you going to take it in fear? Are you going to take it in greed? Are you going to take it in vanity, or are you going to be more spiritually? uh, you know, uh, contemplative over this and, 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 and make your choices, uh, more wisely, more meditative. Right. So it, it brings a really nice depth, you know, to any readings that I do with it.
1: Yeah, I get that. And, uh, you know, it's very funny, the similarities sometimes using the cards and doing projective testing in psychology is uh, very, very shocking. Um, I'm trained as a clinical psychologist and one of the big things in clinical psychology is to do projective testing and projective testing is where you project onto things, uh, like an inkblot or, uh, you know, you look at a picture or whatever it is you project on, uh, onto things. And it's supposed to be like a little window into your unconscious and your unconscious mind. Uh, handwriting analysis is like that. Uh, all those kinds of things. I love that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I always found it to be very, very, as many psychologists do, uh, to be highly effective in getting to understand a person's personality. And it was very helpful to them. And it was the, it was the master art years ago. Now, of course, people use all kinds of questionnaires and measurable kinds of things or uh, whatever. They um, don't really get into projective testing too much because it's too highly interpretive. Very similar to the uh, tarot cards. Very, very, very similar. It is. You know, and uh, when used properly, uh, you get a very good result, I think, for people. Just like when the projective testing in psychology was used very poorly by people. I can remember supervising other psychologists with that, and I think I was much better trained. And I would say, where are you coming up with this stuff? (laughs) You know, I mean, that isn't what the, uh, you know, that isn't what, um, you know, the studies show to be the, uh, you know, to, to to be the more correct interpretation of these responses or, or things like that. This, this is where people just, um, I won't say unethical, uh, poorly trained. All right, And that that's a really good springboard
0: statement right there. I know. To go into question number two that I thought I would bring to the the podcast here. And that is when you hear people say, when it comes to a reading, I'd like to do it, but I'm afraid, I'm afraid that it's going to, uh, again, you know, not be, you know, displeasing to God or some such thing, but I'm afraid what it's going to tell me that it might predict my death or the death of a loved one or the loss of, my job or ruin somehow in my life you know mm-hmm. and i'm i'm afraid it's going to show me something i don't want to see that's very negative hurtful or scary so let's uh let's jump into that one how we would uh, quell the fears of our audience uh on about that particular question because that's a big one that that i've heard a lot over the years
1: I think that's a bunko artist kind of thing. That's like a snake oil salesman. When exactly. you're doing that. that's the same thing. Um, uh, and I'll use psychology, and I won't use the tarot. But that's the same thing as with me doing a psychological report, using psych. Uh, you know, um, and let me tell you, man, I, I supervised and saw and edited and reviewed and corrected tens of thousands of psychological reports. That was my business uh, in supervising programs, and. You could only say certain things for very good reason. When you were reporting on something, you had a report on the, the data that you had. You could not make wild predictions. If you had a feeling about something, there was a section called clinical impressions. And you had to make very clear that your impressions were just that. They were in fact, they were impressions. And mm-hmm. there's a big difference between a fact and an impression. A fact is that you got 102 on the test. An impression is that maybe you were sleepy that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that might be the reason. But we can't prove it because we, didn't, we couldn't measure how much you slept or there was no gauge for sleep. We didn't know that fact. And that unethical behavior, I think, uh, you know, is pervasive uh, in some of the readings because there's always one thing involved in it. It's money. You know, people pay for a reading, and there are people who charge for that. And uh, whenever there's money involved in something, uh, the same in medicine or whatever, you know, people will say, "Well, you know, you got to come back for five visits." Well, lots of times you really don't need to come back for five visits. Maybe two visits would be good, but if they can get you for five, they get more money, right? Hmm. So, do, yeah. you think that, you, do you think that happens with readings?
0: Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. I, I think, um, you know, I, I call it the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons mindset where some people, <laughs> they, they, they just have to have the reading be spooky, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people get off on that very kind of, you know, not necessarily looking for money, but I find that there are some people who just like to have that very mystical kind of darkly, Uh, atmosphere around a reading into them. I guess that's what spirituality and and mysticism and the mystical is, you know, something spooky and woo, you know, so it's got to become oh, the death card and, you know, all that sort of thing. And uh, also there's people that uh, do those kind of readings because just as you said, they want to plant worry in your mind. So you'll come back. Oh my God, you know, this is happening or you know, it, this happened just as you said it would, you know, because now they're, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of superimposing this very dark reading on every bad event that happens in life, you know, and a lot of these uh, fortune tellers. And we see this today, you know, they, they keep the clients coming back and eventually they'll say, oh, you know, I see in the cards there's, you know, there there's a curse on you. This is a generational thing or, you know, somebody's done black magic against you and you know, I can remove this, but this is going to cost, you know, a lot of money. I need these special oils and candles and herbs and talismans. And, uh, it, you know, anybody that tells you that kind of thing, uh, you know, get your money back and walk away. Cause it's, it's a sham. It's a scare tactic and it has no basis in reality. You know, you hear a lot of people, uh, You know, they argue, you know, because the the death card has always traditionally had two meanings. It can mean physical death, but nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten, it means the death of a situation or a change that's coming in somebody's life. Now, I've only had it come up to mean actual death once. And that was one of those instances where it was a very specific question. Uh, it was an older lady and she said oh you know i have this friend we used to talk every day and you know i haven't heard from her for, from her in you know uh you know about 6 months and i'm wondering if she passed and the card i turned over was death you know and i said yeah you know i i think uh it's this is one of these rare instances where the cards are telling you that your your uh, feeling is right that, that that she has passed and uh, it turned out that she had you know she was she was quite old
1: but Let's uh just... I'm sorry, Paul.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say for for the most part, it means uh, a change, or, you know, it could be the, you know, you're going to get a new job. The old one is passing away, it's going to the wayside. So, you know, readings are always there, uh, you know, in, in the spirit of prophecy and ministry to help and uplift and guide the person, not scare them or predict gloom and doom. And if the cards ever do show, uh, something coming down the pike. That's like, ooh, that's that's kind of something you need to watch out for. I ne- I've never seen it to fail. That they'll also show the way around it or the way to avoid it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's God's way of saying, oh, hey, you know, in this reading, actually, uh, there is something you got to be careful of. Here's what you need to do to circumvent that. So it never, I've never, never, and I've know I know a lot of other readers out there uh, that have never. Uh, you know, had it come where it was doom and gloom and death and decay and total ruin in somebody's life. So that's usually a sham or somebody who just likes to be, you know, spooky, uh, ignore it, stay away from it. It's a lot of nonsense.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, I I think the cards and and the spiritual uh, vibes that you get uh, uh, or, you know, the, the reading that you get on a person or the impressions that you get, for the most part, it's it's like, is is the glass half empty or half full? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very important. Like when you mentioned the death card. Yeah, you know, it is the death of something. But it could be the death of a very bad relationship, mm-hmm. the death of a bad job, uh, the death of a bad habit, uh, you know, all those kind of things. But you know what I thought might be nice, Paul? Uh, uh, I have a I have a universal tarot deck here, and right? the one that you gave me is a present. I have a rider weight one and everything else like that. And if, in terms of our show, what might the spirit guides be telling us? Why don't you tell me to stop and I'll pick that card out and let's see what we think it is. Tell me to stop. I'm shuffling through wherever you say stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. Here it is. Holy moly this is how it works baby unbelievable we've got the queen of chalices the queen of chalices man you know that's not a bad card what do you think what do you think the spirit is trying to tell us with that he's actually the queen of cups on here what do you think that's trying to tell us with that paul do you have any idea well
0: there's a there's a lot of meanings to uh the the queen of cups but uh, i i think for the audience you know one of the uh one of the interpretations of uh of the queen is, is she's generally near or you know uh sitting on her throne near or on the water yes and and the water always depicts in the cards um the subconscious mind, or you know, the 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 spirit, the flow of the the spirit or Holy Spirit in our lives, the cups always uh, depict uh, our emotions. So you know, I would say you know, as an overall for for all of us and and the audience, you know, it would be saying you know, be in touch with your emotions, listen to the spirit. The spirit speaks to us through our emotions and our intuitions. Uh, You use your common sense. Don't listen to what, uh, you know, other people are saying or doing or following the crowd, you know, always take time to uh, tune into how you're feeling about any circumstances in the world or in your life, you know, and when you feel that kind of like that green light inside that says, "Ah, this feels right, this feels good. You know, that's the one you you go with, because that's what the spirit is leading you to do that's in your best interest. So, be, yeah, in, I'm sorry, Paul, as I said, be in tune with your emotions and uh, and also with with the spirit that's that's all around us and within us, the spirit of
1: God. Yeah, and you know this is really funny. I swear to to to, to the good Lord over here that uh, I picked that card out legitimately in the deck, just as just to use as an example. And what have we been talking about? We've been talking about doing things honestly. We've been doing about things. we doing things compassionately. Um, you know, all those kind of things with good emotions. You know, just what you've been talking about, and when you look at the meaning of the queen of cups also if you, if this queen of cups arrives in your day uh, there's a sense of not a weak one but it's a queen card it's the queen it's, it's it's rising up there to the next lowest one to the king card there's this strong sense of love and compassion coming with her and this mm-hmm. is what we we're talking about in the show mm-hmm. said, we were talking about the glass being half empty and or half full and what does the Queen of Cups say, uh, or the meaning of that card? It says that it's a joy-filled person. And the Queen of Cups uh, reminds us to seek to ensure that all of those people around us are feeling the same abundance of love that we're feeling. Mm-hmm. right? So you're giving love to other uh, to other people. That she does this with loving and pure intentions. That mm-hmm. you trust her. That she has an empathic nature, uh, which means that she uh, can get you for who you are with really not trying to to have to try too hard at all at figuring you out. And, uh, you know, that you can't fool her, you can't scam her or any of those kind of things. So when the queen appears in your day, uh, it's one of those things where compassion and love are going to come along with her. That's what have we been talking about in the show, about being honest, right? Yeah, Telling yeah, the other good things. Telling me to meditate. Uh, if you have any concerns about Do you think this is violating your religious or philosophical or <laughs> common sense beliefs, hey, meditate, think on it. Does it feel loving? Does it feel good? Is it helpful to other people? And what's the card that comes up, folks? That's the card. I, yeah, rest, that's, I, I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. That's how it works. And it's it's
0: that's a good uh, you know the the traditional interpretation there. You know, the Queen of Cups is a very uh, emotional, emotionally stable, and yes. a, an emotionally nurturing woman. You yes. Know, so so she certainly can be. Uh, the call to kindness, compassion, and nurturing within all of us. Right. You know, and uh, as you said, if, you, if someone's going for a reading and they find the person is not, you know, nurturing, compassionate, kind, you know, um, really wanting to, uh, you know, sit down and talk to you and, and and try to help with the reading, hey, beat it out of there, you know. Yeah. It can and, never you know, go wrong with with love kindness and compassion you know giving it to others and also seeking it in others and their their uh their actions
1: yeah i had a very interesting reading today with a person who was very very sick with cancer and uh you know i of course not getting into anything medical but had uh big questions about you know where might she be moving to would that be a possibility Would, uh, you know, would there be people to take care of her? And uh, she had very strong feelings about, uh, you know, spiritual guides from her family and things like that. Uh, You know, she was about my age on that and uh, and getting impressions from cards, not giving anybody false hope or anything else. You know what all the cards were, Paul? do tell. They were all about people with love and support and understanding and, uh, uh, you know, that that things would be um, that things might be tough, but, uh, you know, you could work through them, that, that this was a different stage to go through, that uh, that there, you know, were you know, that there were many good things to look forward to in these changes. And the point being is that um, for a person who believes in that and for the, when you're working in that and their ballpark. Uh, with the spirit side, I think what a wonderful, comforting uh, thought that is to people, uh, because it's based in uh, a reality for them, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the spiritual uh, entities that they believe in uh, are there for them, supporting and loving and doing well and uh, believing in them, that, uh, that, that uh, there are all kinds of indications that uh, the people around that this person cares and loves for Uh, believe in her and want to help her and support her and everything else like that and it's like um, you know it's like if you go to Cancer Centers of America one of the things they're going to you know hook you up with besides uh, you know a great oncologist and a dietitian, everything they're going to hook you up with a spiritual counselor Mm -hmm. with the chaplaincy services or somebody into meditation or whatever now you may say that hey that's just placebo but it has a a tremendous positive effect on people it does.
0: And that's one of the things I do as well. Uh, many times I'll give people little meditations or, mm-hmm. you know, if if they've lost a loved one and they're really, really grieving. You know, I teach them a little exercise that I learned years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, I say, you know, sit down where, when you're not going to be disturbed. Uh, light a candle, get a picture or something that belonged to your loved one. Close your eyes. Just hold it you know, let the grief subside for a minute and just, just tune into that love, tune into their presence and then just ask them to come near and then, you know, ask questions mentally or out loud and you'll be so surprised what will rise up in your consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I I really feel that that is a, a legitimate way that people can get impressions, you know, from spirit, from mm-hmm. people that crossed over or uh, maybe the angels or God is delivering that message for them to let you know they're okay. But uh, I did that with my mother when she passed, and some of the things that that came up and came through, I was uh, it, it was really cool, really peculiar, and stuff that I'd never uh, heard of before, as far as you know the the spirit world and how things work there and what what a soul goes through when they first arrive. And uh, years later, I'm watching a documentary on uh, you know scientific studies on uh, the afterlife or near death experience and what happens after death. And uh, you know, here's these uh, these scientists and doctors that have been studying it for years, saying, "Well, you know, through you know different data we've collected and you know, et cetera, et cetera." Here's what we think, and they're saying the same things that came to me in that little session, and it was like, "Wow." You know, that was just like crazy to me, you know. So, yeah, I, I give people uh, little things like that all the time to try to help them through grief and pain and depression. It's uh, certainly part of, of of what we do.
1: Yeah. You know, and and just, a, uh, you know, a, a closing thought from me on this, uh, unless Paul has some other things. I think the tarot doesn't show you how different you are or special you are from anybody else. Everybody's special, of course, but different. I think it shows you the connection that we all have with one another. Uh, that That's the wonderful thing. If, if you do lots of these readings, you'll see that people ask similar things. They have similar concerns. Uh, the answers may be slightly different, and that's a wonderful thing. Everybody thinks that everybody's so different from them. They're always looking for differences and divisiveness rather than seeing the, the commonalities that we have. And uh, the tarot can help you, and spirituality, the readings can help you in many different ways, like medicine can help you, or psychology can help you, or education can help you. Uh, you can use um, uh, you know, readings and spiritual kinds of things to deepen your relationships with people, deep, deepen your relationships with the world to grow on a spiritual and philosophical level, and uh, to find more joy in life. So it's, uh, it's a good thing, uh, in my opinion. And uh, I think this was a nice uh, topic to riff on. We can could, could certainly do it again. Uh, is, is there anything else that you wanted to add on this tonight, Paul? I, I, I feel pretty good right here. Yeah, I, I think
0: we would just touch briefly on, on some of the myths, uh, taking about 30 seconds, and then you could chime in if you have anything to say about sure. it. Uh, you know, when it comes to uh, readings or psychic readings, uh, you know, we have this very Hollywood uh, kind of idea that somebody who says they're psychic or intuitive, that they know all, see all, mm-hmm. you know, that they're almost godlike outside of time and space, and they can you know, people will walk in and say, Oh, you know, when am I going to meet the right man or the or the right woman? And uh, what's her name going to be? And where am I going to meet her? And how am I going to meet her? And if you don't answer those questions, like, Oh, you're going to meet her at the McDonald's on the corner of, you know, 35th and, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, 35th street on the 5th of April, she's got blonde hair. You know, they think, Oh, you're a fraud. You don't know what you're doing. And, um, you know, I think that's a trap people fall into. It's, mm-hmm. it's very rare that people can do that, even though details like that do come through sometimes just spontaneously, mm-hmm. but there, there is a trick out there called mentalism. It's an old, uh, stage trick. And, uh, it, it can seem very convincing that someone is getting, you know, giving you very pertinent and real information about yourself. Uh, but it's, it's kind of a complex, uh, uh, scam that's run there. But, uh, you know, ne- never walk in there, you know, thinking that uh, the person is godlike and they know all see all, you know, don't go into reading to test them, you know, because I've had people come to me for a reading. And I'll say, Well, what can I help you with today? Well, you tell me you're the psychic, almost in that tone. Yeah. You know? So it's kind, of, it's kind of like a test. You know, well, you tell me you're supposed to be the psychic right there. It's It's shut down. Yeah, because there, there's no emotional or spiritual connection with this person. Right. Um, You know, or, you know, somebody walking in and just saying, all right, uh, tell me what you see. You know, I am I don't want to tell you anything. Just tell me what you see about my life. You know, that's kind of like walking into the uh, doctor's office and saying, uh, OK, doctor, uh, prescribe me medicine right now. I don't feel well. Right. And you don't let, you don't let them examine you or try to find out what the problem is. And you say, well, you know, you you know, you're a quack and you walk out, you know, uh, don't fall into that trap. It's 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 myth. It's nonsense. And um, everybody also reads differently. Some people are intuitive. Some people like questions. Some people don't. Uh, for me, the way it's worked all my life, if I can talk to the person a little bit, uh, I really connect with them emotionally and spiritually. Uh, I like to do a very kind of friendly, personable reading. And uh, that's the way the way it works for me. And uh, so don't don't fall into the Hollywood myths. I I think that's one of the biggest things that uh, can prohibit you from getting a good reading and an honest reading, you know, because you're you're going to reject the honest reader because, well, you tell me you're the psychic and then you get mad and you're a fraud. You don't you don't you don't know anything and you walk out. And then you go find somebody who's you know <laughs> using mentalism and they tell you everything you think you want to hear. And you go, oh, yeah, that's a real psychic. And you were actually had uh, by somebody who didn't have any spiritual insight just because they looked good and they looked impressive. And that's no way to gauge um, a reading at all. Right. So that's all I'll say about that. If there's anything else you want to add to that or not.
1: No, I'm good with that, Paul. I I th- I, I think that's exactly uh, you know correct. It's not supposed to be a trickery kind of thing, or you know you have to I, I, you know a person with psychic abilities is not Superman. They don't you know they're not God. They're they're not omnipotent. Mm-hmm. Anything else like that, or you know uh, uh, you know they just can't just you know uh, just pull stuff out of the air. I know for me, it's a lot easier when I see a picture of somebody or see somebody in person, their face, uh, you know, hear their voice. Like you're saying, I think that tells you tons that you pick up on things and people in a whole variety of ways, perceptually. But no, I, 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 I think you nailed it pretty good. I think this was a great show. I, I mean, like I said, I, I could talk about it all night long. But I, for me, I think it, it feels like it's a, my spirit guide is telling me this is a good place to stop for me. It is. I think they're right. <laughs> yes, and uh, I was very enjoyable. I like this show. Yeah, uh, me too. And uh, if you would like to get in touch with Paul or myself for a reading, we have a very small charge of about two hundred dollars uh, a reading. <laughs> no, I'm five. <laughs> yes, but oh, well. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's it would be a nice experience for for people to try that out. You know, it's uh it, it's a fun thing to do and uh, uh. I think you might be surprised. It's a, it's a very nice thing. So, Paul, is there any, uh, anything going on in your other shows that you'd like to let people know about? Well, as usual, if people want to contact me, they
0: can uh, reach out at uh, nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. They can listen to my other show, The Spirit Side. And I actually have another, um, another podcast called The Arancha Podcast. That's kind of gaining a little bit of ground. People seem to be enjoying it, Uh, although the name may change because I got an email from someone saying, oh, that's uh, that's the name of my show. And, uh, you know, I copyrighted it. You have to change it. So it may be changing. So I don't know. But right now it's the uh, the Arantia podcast. And, uh, you know, you can find me on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Paul James Caden, Paul James Caden, the spirit side. I'm uh, I'm around. I'm around if you need me.
1: or uh, for for me, you guys can catch me on just thinking. Uh, I put out five, I put out five shows uh, a week or six shows a week. And uh, you know, you'll have a, a great time listening to those shows. And you can catch me at Stan Wangland. That's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. And uh, you know, we just have a lot of good stuff out there and the people under the stairs and we're going to be on some paranormal shows on the 21st. We just got done doing I just got done doing a show with Cat Ward on paranormal art and uh, lots of good things going on out there. And as you could hear, there was a telephone call from me on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, unless Paul has something else, I'll say have a nice evening and we'll catch you next week on The People Under the Stairs. Yes. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. God bless, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. wanglin That's at s w a n g l u n d, or feel free to email him at s. wangland at gmail. dot com. That's at s. wangland at gmail. dot com. And please continue to check out all the new episodes of The People Under the Stairs every Wednesday and every Sunday on the Reality Check Podcast Network.
1: Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called, Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called, Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did you have a bad day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.